Hello, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Dave, and today I am here with Julian Wood. Julian is a senior developer advocate for the AWS serverless team. We had a recent conversation about all things serverless, and I thought it would be really awesome to have them on the podcast. So thank you for coming on the show today, Julian. Hey, Dave. Thanks so much for, uh, thanks so much for having me. I've been a, a long-time listener to, I think, all of the episodes. So, wow, I'm the lucky one that gets invited here today. So thanks. Oh, well, thank you. That is that is so humbling to hear that you've actually listened to me and listened to Emily and, and everything we're talking about. So it's just, it's exciting to, to have you on there. Serverless is a, it's just a space that's been incredibly, um, I don't know if encouraging is the right word to me. It's just been so productive. Even in Alexa, like just working with skills and when Lambda came out, it was night and day between trying to create uh, an elastic beanstalk, uh, you know, setup, and suddenly Lambda's here. And it's like, what? I'm only getting charged for the amount of CPU processing time. And so there's so many things that, you know, serverless can be, and you've been on this journey through IT infrastructure, whether it's deploying infrastructure or whether it's actually writing code that's stateless. It, there's, I, I, I wanted to like have a, a show that anybody can listen to where you kind of cover all of the service. Like, what does serverless at AWS even mean? What are the current services? What has the team been releasing? And you work directly, you know, as a senior developer advocate for AWS Service Team. You work, you live in, in, and breathe in that space. So, why don't we start with your IT infrastructure career? Um, you've been, you know, two decades, so twenty plus years. <laughs> Uh, and, and I laugh because I feel the same way when people, I'm like, wait, I've been doing it that Are we that old? <laughs> exactly. Are we that old? I'm, it's like, yeah, my oldest is going, I'm going to be paying college tuition this year. So I'm like, okay, I've reached like that mile, milestone, right? But to me, it's still, it feels, oh gosh, it's so, it's so silly when Amazon say, uh, Amazonians say it's still day one, but I do feel like that. I do feel like I'm learning every day. So well, there's, there's always a lot going on. And in fact, your podcast is one of these podcasts that you listen to even when you work at AWS to sort of hear from other people at AWS what's sort of going on. Because, yeah, you can read as much as you can. But yeah, yeah we, we, there isn't a, a pipe of information that just uh, goes straight into your brain from all the other divisions <laughs> going on. So, yeah, we, we've got to learn, too. Yeah, and I always look at it as I'm building something. Um, the, you know, uh, it was Luke's episode where he was talking about, and he's got every AWS certification, where after his episode, and I think I told him this. If not, I need to tell him this. I was like, after your episode, I was like, I have it written right here on my whiteboard where I wrote down, build something. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's my, that's my training now, is I'm just every day, I'm building something, whether it's like putting a static website in an S3 bucket, or it's working with some new AI ML service, just build something and you'll automatically discover services. And it's crazy. Building one thing, I'll discover like 50 services across AWS, right? So yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So like, how, how, what were you doing? So yeah, how did you get started? IT infrastructure? Yeah, certainly. What's going um, on? Yeah, I mean, my my history is I was, uh, as you say, an IT infrastructure person for uh, uh, for far too long, um, and I yeah, I grew up in the sort of um, uh, Windows world and was doing a lot of Windows kind of stuff, and you know, Windows a bit of development. But I mean, this is this Microsoft is certified ago. systems engineer yeah, on NT4L right here reporting for duty. Yeah, I did mine. <laughs> yeah, that would would have been NT4 as well. It was before two Windows two thousand. 
And yeah. uh, I even remember going on the courses and learning TCPIP and DNS and DHCP and all yes. that kind of stuff. Yes. Uh, and I'd worked at a company, I worked actually at a, at a radio station before, and they had migrated from uh, Novell to Windows. And we'd sort of done the migration oh, from yeah. IPX, SPX to IP. Um, so, yeah, that was you know, and I was plugging in cables and switches and doing all of I that. I got you and, beat. Yeah. I was working. I was working for Johnson and Johnson out of their corporate headquarters, laying BNC connectors. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Between PCs, and they had Banyan vines. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> and someone would come in and uh, disconnect it, and half the you know half the network would be down on the floor. Yes. And you'd have to crawl along the floor and plug the two bits in together. And yeah, funny story, and I've and never run. done this. So shout out to my brother Mike. Uh, I don't know if he listens to this or not, but he is like we were. You know, we we came from this family that no one did computers. We were the first first kids to ever go to college, and somehow we turned into these computer nerds. So this is like high school error, and Doom first came out. And we wanted to connect our computers. So we, much to my parents' chagrin, drilled a hole in the closet because our, our rooms were connected through our closet and ran a BNC connector. And I still remember <laughs> the little silver metal. If anybody doesn't know this, <laughs> exactly what Julian is saying is like, if one was disconnected, they were all disconnected. I remember IBM had a thing like Token Ring, which was kind of the same type of network. I even had a PCMCI card for that. And we connected it just so we could play Doom multiplayer. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. It doesn't this get better network, than this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, yes, yeah, so that was all. I mean, that was probably all pre-2000. And then I, yeah. I, I'm originally from South Africa uh, and bizarrely oh, managed wow. to, yeah, did computer studies at school in South Africa, which seems like a long way away from anything happening in Silicon yeah. Valley or the rest of the world. and what kind world. of technology? Like, what time frame was that? And what, what did you have access to as far as Yeah, oh, I mean, there was no South internet really uh i mean it was all in fact there were networks we all i started you know even from sort of i don't know what the grade school version uh grade school or grade would be in the us but i mean i don't know 10 10 11 years old or something doing logo and then yeah i actually did computer studies as one of my high school subjects um i think that's what you call college and yeah that was uh that was um turbo pascal we did and then oh i, I loved turbo I pascal D-Base all and, that blue and, and yellow yeah. and the white yeah, yeah exactly. and the start and end, or was it begin and end? Begin and end, yeah. Been, semicolons yeah, yeah. at the end of every line. Uh, yeah. Yes, I mean, so, I mean, that was beautiful nice programming. And then um, I landed up moving from Cape Town to Johannesburg, worked for a radio station, which was uh, which was awesome. That was great fun. And I actually didn't think I was going to do computers at all. I'd uh, I'd attempted a year at university, and basically, if you don't do any work, they sort of kick you out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I got involved in the radio station at the university, which was far more fun than than learning stuff. Um, so yeah, much to my parents' annoyance, uh, the university thing didn't work out at all, and they were like, "Oh, so what's going to go on here?" But um, yeah, I actually landed up moving to Johannesburg, working in a radio station. And uh, the IT manager one day uh, walked downstairs and said, um, I've been hearing that um, you've been uh, doing some computer things in the newsroom. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, yes, <laughs> not that sure. And he said, well, uh, basically, we get a, I get far fewer calls about fixing printers and uh, you know broken DOS menus and things like that. And I hear it's your fault. Um, so yeah, I need some help. Do you want to come and join me as well? So I literally managed to get a job, uh, you know, working in a newsroom doing uh, computers, which is awesome, like, uh, you know, 24 hours a day. I still yeah. did the news stuff. So I used to write news. I used to read news, but then um, do computers as well. So yeah, that was great. And then 
that just developed. I moved to London, you know, a few years later. Um, I oh, so you've to... been in London this whole time? Because I know well, you're in London. Of, yeah. I'm in, yeah, I've been in London 20 years now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, but before then, moved back from, this is obviously going into far more detail than people probably care about, but it's uh, good to reminisce. Ah, we all, from... It's all great hearing about <laughs> people yeah, as back people, from right? Johannesburg to Cape Town, literally starts at a, a brand new radio station. <clears throat> so I was IT manager for that. That was cool. I uh, oh, did wow. that for a bit and then, yeah, moved back to London, then worked in the finance industry for sort of 18-ish years. Yeah. And that was all um, all Windows-based stuff and NT4 and Windows 2000 all the way up to, I suppose, 2019. And then I, I got a, a lot into virtualization, so VMware virtualization specifically. And then that was then SANS and NASs and firewalls and networking. Fiber and, channel arbitrated loop switch. Yeah, I, I avoided F-Cows, fiber though. channel as much as I possibly could, which is great. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of all Ethernet stuff and NFS and yeah, and anyway. And then obviously cloud was uh, coming as a thing. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, the companies I was working with just weren't, you know, weren't interested in cloud and that kind of thing. And so I just said I had to have to jumpstart my career. And so yeah. did an AWS certification and learned as much about so uh, about AWS as I could. And then in the sort of years, just sort of predating Lambda, really, and then when Lambda was announced, it just the light bulb completely went off. And uh, it's funny because yeah. the light bulb for serverless often goes off from application developers because the application developers like. I don't want to have to deal with, uh, you know, running Nginx or Apache or some yeah. kind of service. It's all thing. about so, that bill. It's all about that bill. All that bill. And, uh, and like, <laughs> uh, so that, that's what um, interested them in serverless is like not having to worry about that. Yeah. But me coming from an infrastructure side, the light bulb went off on serverless is like what I've been doing for 20-ish years. Like if this can just be behind an API and in fact, you don't need to worry about it. Like, isn't that awesome? I'm sick of racking cables. Oh, it's a developer cables. dream. And yeah, yeah, even I from an think about servers, even yeah. as an infrastructure dream, it's like, let someone else take care of that. And I know that's yeah. losing my own job in a way. But yeah, it just completely made sense. And so, you know, over quite a few years, I learned as much as I could about serverless. And then due to, because I'd been involved in the virtualization community and doing some blogging and speaking and things like that, just, I don't know if it was karma or the planets aligned. And I actually, I actually paid my own way to reinvent for two years just to get, you know, wow. fully absorbed into AWS. Yeah. And just by hook or by crook or whatever, um, a guy called Chris Munns was building up a oh, developing Chris is advocacy great. Yeah. team. He's, he's phenomenally awesome. Just sort of at the time was building up this. And I'd actually done a presentation at a VMware user group on serverless not specifically aws but on oh, so how did that you know, the features over? coming yeah well no it was super well this was people going you know why is serverless important and it was right, a big right. you know, serverless was part of the talk but you know so this is probably like 20 2016 or yeah, so 2015 like yeah, yeah okay 16, 17 i had a, did a few chats about that and then uh funnily enough uh jay Nehru is one of the founders of lambda still works for aws still um you know one of the head honchos for lambda he had <clears throat> somehow seen this um presentation and he put me on a list for Chris Munns to look to keep in touch with and then I landed up chatting and got a job and I'm like what the heck they picked some guy with infrastructure background who didn't know you know too much about AWS and I got literally uh, one of the most awesome jobs in the world I mean my job at AWS is I you know help builders and developers to help them best uh, build serverless applications and also right, you know, right. be their voices internally and like I pinch myself every day like how did I get this job? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's um I've been so fortunate. I started doing whether you call it evangelist or advocacy, and you and I talked a little bit about this. And this is the best advice I can give to anyone that's going through this because I feel like everyone goes through this in their career. So I started doing this advocacy career in 2006 
at Microsoft. And I went through this like, uh, hey, I'm getting older. Shouldn't I be like grown up and doing manager stuff? And, uh, and I remember talking to friends. We all started the same career. And this is the best advice. Maybe if this helps one person, it'll make my day. And, and you know, they, they were on, they were IT directors moving into VP, uh, you know, CTO, CIO, uh, one of my old college roommates who I do another podcast with, if anyone's interested in like personal friendship views on everything from marriage to how video games got started. It's called Wisdom with Friends. Uh, and I only plug it because he's he's really great on it. And he said to me, this stuff sucks. Why do you want to do this, Dave? You get to wake up every day and be excited about what you're doing. Like you're basically learning and helping people. And I'm like, you know, sometimes it takes one person to kind of put it in perspective. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like what a great job that I get to learn and work with the people that are building stuff and then get to talk about it. You know, so if you're listening to this podcast, don't ever feel bad about like having passion and learning. Cause I think like learning is such an underrated skill. I, I got to meet him. I got to meet Neil deGrasse Titan, Tyson and I'm not a tall guy. He is a tall, big man, like a very imposing presence in person. There's a picture of me on Instagram with him somewhere. And um, he, he always said that the biggest, the biggest skill is just a love of learning. Yeah. And, and Einstein said the same thing too. You know, it's, 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 you just have this childlike wonder and curiosity. And I feel like any company that has advocates and it, it's funny, I have this uh, hypothesis that every advocate, no matter what company you're at within the first 12 months, you write this blog post that's called what's a developer advocate. Yeah, yeah. And I always tell people it's 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 whatever you make it, you know, it's it's it but at the at the core of it, it's somebody who loves learning and wants to actually share that. So I think it's great <laughs> that you were able to get in at that time and, and and bring all of your experience. And so if somebody's listening to this, you know, where where are we at? Time just it's I feel like we're in this new timeline with COVID, right? So it's we're February 2022. All right. So we're February 2022 when we're recording this. As of right now, what would you say serverless on AWS is? Like, what does that mean in reality, broken down into services? I'm a developer. I'm going to go jump in my console right now where I'm listening to this podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, the way I think of it, and I think the industry is sort of thinking a bit about it as well, is literally serverless is the best way to build applications in the cloud. Now, right. that's going to sound a bit uh, vague. So let's, what, what does that sort of mean? Basically, and it's, this isn't an AWS thing. Yet we happen to be quite good at a number, at a bit of serverless. But, um, uh, you know, serverless is catching on sort of everywhere. And I know everything becomes serverless, but, you know, same way that everything becomes cloud. And I know serverless is a terrible name. I don't know why we ever named something. It is. Why do you think it's a terrible name? <laughs> well, I kind of like it because it. Uh, the other option for it is stateless. Right, like you could either call it serverless or stateless in my mind. Possibly, yeah. The state is a part of it. I, I just, I think when you you name something for what it's not, um, it's the, think ah, of something even like 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 NoSQL. Okay, so it's not SQL, but what is it? You like you're not telling oh, me what it is. That's a really good point. And yeah, you're absolutely there's right. A, there's a, you're focused there's sort on of what a disconnect. It's not. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Something focused on what it's not rather than what what it is, yeah. but. 
also, like cloud, you know, when cloud all came around, that didn't make any sense to anybody. And, you know, to a lot of people, it still doesn't make sense. But in a way, it doesn't matter because cloud can mean different things to different people. And it's a sort of way of thinking. And it could be an architecture. It could be a location. It could be whatever. You know, so what? We sort of live with that with uh, with with having a sort of gray area around that. And serverless is in the way. But the idea is, you know, basically, clever technologists found a new way to help people move faster to build applications and ultimately delivering more value to your customers. So right. when we talk about the sort of best, you know, one of it's being faster and one of it's being uh, cost effective, and in a way, make it simpler to take your prototype and move it into production without having to do a whole bunch of uh, sort of clever stuff. Now, practically what that means is using a whole bunch of managed services, and then you use some compute functions, something like Lambda to tie them together, the bigger picture of trying to avoid or minimize the infrastructure management, you know, configuration and that kind of operations and not having sort of idle capacity where there's stuff hanging around when it's not uh, when it's not really being used. And the idea is, you know, there's a developer problem we're trying to solve. And the developer's problem problem is to a uh, job is to deliver value, not their problem. <laughs> um, and, you know, the things they fret about, things like security and performance and scale. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that should be AWS's problem to solve. And we can take on a lot of that responsibility. So individual developers don't have to spend all that time hassling with the undifferentiated uh, uh, heavy lifting. And what they can do is um, concentrate on their applications and on, on their customers and get us take on some of those hard problems. Yeah. And so, and I think, I think, I think we'll make this a two-parter because I got lots of questions and I want to make <laughs> this as like, I want to point people to this who maybe are just getting in because there are, I tell people all the time, there are people who are just starting a cloud. Absolutely. And yeah, let's you know, not like be gatekeepers and say, oh, you're late or whatever. You know, people are different ways yeah. in their journey. And, you know, there's so things easy are to an forget. evolution. And I, um, I went through this, this point in my career, which was very liberating. Maybe it's because it's just I'm getting older. But I went in this point in my career where I wasn't afraid anymore for people to look at me and think I didn't know anything. And once I did that, my ability to learn just ramped up incredibly. And it actually helped me at work because I remember just because I live and breathe this stuff every day doesn't mean that the Dave that was still sitting in an office somewhere at a pharmaceutical company got to see it. You know, that, that version of me probably didn't. And so I was doing a disservice by assuming you know, don't ever make an assumption in 2022 that it's no longer worth spending 30 seconds to talk about xyz no absolutely right? and they're, they're yeah. mostly questions you know and, and in, yeah i mean please you know right. ask questions even of even within your teams with your managers and uh, and whatever um yeah i mean i sit in a team of developer advocates it's this bizarre thing because we sometimes a bit of a public face for aws outside people assume a lot they they also assume we know everything about AWS, but I think that's common right. to a lot of AWS people. <laughs> but I mean, the truth is, you know, often we're, you know, we want, you could say one page ahead of the book or, you know, one page further down in the documentation, figuring the stuff out for ourselves. Um, right. But what you're doing, as you were saying, you know, learning and building, we're learning, building, discovering and sharing that back. So, you know, if you've got questions that you don't know about it, it just means it's, that's, you know, somebody else is literally one page ahead of you in the documentation. And, you know, kudos, the documentation could be terrible. So, you know, maybe my job is to help the, improve a bit of the documentation. Right. So the next person comes along and goes, ah, that makes more sense to me. Or, Different people learn in different ways. And some people are audio and some people are video and some people like to feel it or see it or get their hands on a keyboard. 
And so, yeah, yeah there, there's never a, there's never not enough information in different formats to help people learn. Yeah. And I have this rule, like never pre-announce things, but this is for sure. So I'll just say every one of these audio episodes has had recorded video. So there are videos coming. There's actually two videos out there already done. So we're in February, hopefully by the end of next month on the AWS YouTube channel. Be on the lookout if you want to see uh, what I look like, what other guests look like. I'm, I'm shooting for 90 seconds. To three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, people like my like my gamer backgrounds and stuff. Uh, it's amazing. It's kind of my barometer. If somebody points out that there's a World of Warcraft or Elder Scrolls and Skyrim poster behind me, like I'm like, okay, we're chill. Yeah, like, exactly. you, you know, it's a gamer to gamer to gamer. Yeah. So why don't we, I like what you said about, um, like what I want, what I try to do on this podcast is sort through marketing speak to developer speak. And everybody that comes on here, you know, in, in some way speaks developer, right? And, and, and you do this. So why don't we, um, you know what I'm going to do? Because we're, we're coming up close even to 25 minutes. So this is what this is what I'll do. We'll go into another episode and this. So this is kind of an overview. I feel like what we covered was we actually talked about some career philosophies, which I think is good, good for for people and okay. a journey to the cloud. And we also talked about um, learning and kind of sorting through marketing. So I think what we'll do in the next episode is straight up. These are services and developer, and this is how you make it real. And maybe you can talk about some case studies and stuff. Yeah. So well, maybe, I mean, do we, do you want to tie that up? And we say, uh, yeah, just in, say, you know, well, obviously we've talked a bit about the, you know, the wire serverless and, you know, the bigger picture, but obviously there's a yeah. lot of tech involved. Uh, let's, you know, let's, let's spend some time going into that or something. <clears throat> yeah. So why don't you, is there a URL right now? Let's just say somebody only had time to listen to this 25 minutes right now, they're going to get to the second part. Is there a URL or something like that somebody should check yeah. out? Is there a service? Well, no, URL? Yeah, aws.com slash serverless or um, serverlessland.com. Okay. And give your, what's your, your Twitter too? And we'll cover this in the next episode as well. But just yeah, so Julian somebody underscore wood, yeah. Julian underscore wood. Okay, great. So, all right. Thank you for this, this part of the chat and I'll see you in the next episode.